If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this final episode of the month of Mind Whoa. Pump. You almost scared me. For the first 47 <laughs> minutes with your introductory conversation, we talk about the longest running sitcoms. Some of these are quite old. I didn't know Lassie. See if our form gets going on. Yeah. Our form will get going on. Let's see what everybody's Lassie. favorites. For sure, Seinfeld is my all-time One of the favorite. best ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we talk about Red Rover, the game that we played as kids. Since Sal right over. That allowed us to touch the opposite sex. Yeah. Uh, we talk about Steal the Bacon <laughs> and other band games. These are games that... Uh, we don't do anymore because we want our kids to be massive wimps. Yeah. We talk about elementary school ploys to get girls' attention. These are all the tricks that we used in fourth grade to try to get girls to pay attention I to us. I burned a girl's hair. Failed school <laughs> photos. He did. He actually did burn a girl's hair, and she definitely noticed him. We talked about Adam's move. He's got to move. Uh, and the new Juve light that we're getting. Juve Light is infrared light. Lots of health benefits. Raises testosterone. Speeds up recovery. Helps people with autoimmune issues. It's helping Adam right now with psoriasis, and it's also helping raise his testosterone. We are sponsored by them. If you go to Juve, J-O-O-V-V.com forward slash Mind Pump, you will get Maps Prime for free if you buy a Juve Light that's $500 or more. Oh, and one more thing. Free shipping. Yeah. Free shipping. And they got Bluetooth now. We also talked about traveling, traveling, excuse me, and vegetable intake or using Organifi green juice. Juice that I can't pronounce. Green it. juice. Yeah, I feel like I lost a, a tooth or something. <laughs> Get your green juice. Oh, I love me that green juice. Uh, really good stuff. We liked it quite a bit. If you go to Organifi.com forward slash mind pump, enter the code mind pump, you will get a massive 20% off any of their products. Then we get into the questions. The first question was, during rest periods, during a workout, is it better to sit or to stand? Which one's better? We have a little debate in that part of this episode. Next question was, you know, we talk about how the body is an adaptation machine and how you should change your workouts in order to get your body to continue changing. Should you change other variables in your life, like the time of day you work out, where you work out, how much you sleep, calories consumed, uh, the person you have sex with, uh, all these different things. Just kidding, that last one I added myself. <laughs> Uh, should you change any of these in order to get your body to progress or change? The next question was squat pad. Is that a good thing to use or a bad thing to use? Hmm. Hmm. And the next question was, uh, some economists are predicting another economic crisis in the near future. What do we do to prepare for this crisis? Also, I built a bunker. How would it affect personal trainers and what should trainers do to protect themselves in the uh, event of an economic downturn. I also would like to m- like to mention that today is the final day. Final day shuts down at midnight. This is our easily our best promotion we've ever run. Mm. It's half off MAPS Anabolic, okay? For those of you that don't know math, that's 50% off. What? It's literally, you wait, can get wait, MAPS Anabolic 50. full access to MAPS Anabolic for under $60. This deal this sale ends tonight at midnight so if you haven't got it you got to get it now won't be available tomorrow you got to get anabolic it's at mindpumpmedia.com we also have bundles that are available at mindpumpmedia.com this is where we combine multiple maps programs and discount the prices for these bundles for example one of our bundles is a super bundle it's the most popular one this one gives you a year of exercise programming so you can buy the bundle and you'll have your whole year 
of workouts planned out for you. You can find all the bundles and the 50% off Maps Anabolic sale, which ends tonight at midnight at mindpumpmedia.com. T-shirt time! And it's T-shirt time. Give away them shirts to... Oh, holy T-shirts. We had 22 reviews, and we're giving out six shirts. Nice. The winners are MKE Matter, Lee Halu 13, Blazing Craze, Z Denison 20, Baby Eater 1995. Oh, calm down. And finally, Buffalo Beavers. (laughs) All of you are winners. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Send your shirt size, your shipping address, and we'll get that right out to you. Winner, winner, Buffalo Beavers! Simpsons is like the first, yeah, like before South Park, it was Simpsons. You know? More tame. Yeah. Are they still making new episodes? The Simpsons? Yeah. That's the longest running series of all time, is it right? Really? Yeah, yeah, I think it's still it's, going on. It's been for like 10 years, it's been like the longest running series of all time. Yeah. yeah it's, how long has it been on air? 20 something years? Oh, yeah. 20, 20, they got to have like the most characters out of anything, right? It's, like if you look at like a poster, I remember seeing a poster of all the characters in The Simpsons. It's like fills the entire wall. It's just really smart. Uh, writing. How cool is that to be somebody who, who came up with that idea and then got gets to write a cartoon for the rest of his Nin- life? Uh, so yeah. it the, originally aired in 1989. Wow. Man. That's a long time, man. That is a very long time. That's crazy. But it's great writing is yeah. what it is. 89 know? is almost 30 years, bro. Yeah. yeah. That'll be 30 years next year. Yeah, actually yeah. is 30 years. Yep. yep. Fuck, dude. 30 years. There's that's, no, a, that's a few generations. They created their own universe, really. That's mm-hmm. dude. That talk about how much you have to. This is what I I love stuff like that too because there's there's uh you see this with some businesses and it's rare too. A lot of businesses, man, they just they can't weather the storm. Same thing with artists, artists, business, and like TV series and shows. It's really tough to break beyond like ten years. Yeah. It's like you like people do a good job of like figuring out their their niche. Once for, your audience yeah outgrows you. Yeah. Then a lot of people are screwed. Right. You know, well, you have to you have to really evolve all the time. Well, the advantages that The Simpsons has, the biggest advantage I can see is that they are a cartoon. Now, a lot of people thought that was a disadvantage, but they had such good writing mm-hmm. that being a cartoon was an advantage because the characters never aged. Yeah. You know, because that's I mean, you do that with with live. You do that with like a sitcom. Oh yeah, and that's then, they get old. And you get the awkward teen, you know, years with the kids. Yeah, what do you do that? You know, what do you do? What are some of the yeah. longest running series that you can think of? Seinfeld, Roseanne. Seinfeld, Seinfeld was long. Seinfeld and Friends used to be like used to be like one of the the record holders. Married with Children was a long time Married too, with wasn't children. it? Yeah. Was is Married with Children that high? I think it was pretty it was good for a while. Maybe Doug, you can look up longest running sitcoms. Of all time, yeah, I know Seinfeld's up there with. I'm pretty sure, Rose but that was only, was up there and too. even yeah. even Seinfeld's only that was like 10, 15 years. Like it's thirty years is crazy. Mm. It's yeah. like they, they, it's not even close. Get the fuck out of here, Lassie and Gunsmoke. Lassie were were the ones behind The Simpsons. See, look at no one oh, else. Wow. That's all old shit, right? The newest is like. Does it show more than that, Doug? Yeah, if he the, clicks on the link, yeah, it'll click the open whole up. thing because I think. I mean, let's watch some. Yeah, None of those, those are old. Those are up to nineteen seventy five, and yeah. like that's. What's that boy? Lassie, <laughs> 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 Timmy stuck in a Come hole home. on you know Maine yeah, and yeah. Fourth, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like the fuck. Whoa! I want to speak like interpreting that yeah, dog. Law and Order yeah. is is another one. I never watched that. I never really got I never, my, Dallas. My, oh God! You know what I hate? I hated fucking Dallas. 
Do you know why we hated Dallas? Why? Because we were young kids when that shit came out, so our parents would watch it. And we're yeah, like, Ugh. it's a soap opera. Yeah. Well, my grandmother watched Law and Order. That was the. Did like, she? Like, hey, Justin, can you do the theme song or what's the? Uh, the, the, the how does the, it? Jump, jump. No, that's yeah. a different one. Does, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember it. I expect you to be able to do I that know. always, dude. Uh, I, I never oh, watched that show. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Cheers was another long one, right? That's right. That was a good one. All I, in the Family, King of Queens, How I Met Your Mother, Everybody. So seasons with, uh, or sitcoms with nine seasons. I guess that's the big. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Si oh, Seinfeld's at the top. I was like, where's oh, okay. Seinfeld at? Oh, 11 seasons. Oh, Cheers, Frasier. I love Scrubs. Dude. Married was, with Children, MASH. Oh, you were right with Married with Children. Is yeah, Happy Days, The Jeffersons, which was great. That was a great show. Do you you know I hate you know I also hated Mash couldn't mm. fucking stand I Mash yeah, because was there was like TV shows Depressing. that I that I could watch because this is when I was a young kid right and there were there were a few shows that I hated simply because it 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 signified or symbolized oh now I'm done watching TV. Yeah. There was uh, Soul Train, yeah. which when that came on, cartoons were done. We talked about that on Saturdays. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. MASH was the same thing, too. Yeah. yeah. When MASH came on, I was like, oh, man. All, like, the, all the good shows are all done. All the good today. shows are done. <laughs> yeah. I know. I don't want to no watch more, this bullshit. <laughs> no more Airwolf. I got to watch this shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Airwolf. You know, this depressing theme guys, song that comes Airwolf, in. Like, Airwolf is such a, such a TV show that was like so unrealistic. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. We're police officers that pull out this $50 million or billion dollar helicopter. Yeah, stealth helicopter. For random guys, shit. Do you guys remember that game, Mash? Do you guys remember how to play that game? Uh, oh, mansion, shit. apartment, shack, oh, house. Was yes. that the one where you like and it the, moves? It shifts like this. Was paper that the thing? little the little fortune? I don't know if you did with the the coochie catcher or whatever you called this. That is what it was called. <laughs> it was called the coochie catcher. Wasn't Cootie it? catcher. Cootie catcher. Was, was <laughs> coochie catcher. Of course, you called the coochie catcher. I think I think Adam was putting it on his hands. He's like, he's like, it's come here. It's not working yet. He's like, yeah, come yeah. here, come here. Oh, oh, hey. I thought it was called that. It wasn't called Coochie no yeah. cootie, cootie catcher, yeah. cootie catcher, yeah. cootie catcher. But it, mash was so you were supposed to pick four things, right? So it was the mansion, the apartment, the shack, or the house, right? Yes, and I then do remember this game. And then there was like four. You, I forget how this worked, man. This was. I know somebody in our forum will remember this, and they will they will post it. This was a, a game designed specifically for boys and girls to flirt with each other before yeah. we knew what to do. Totally. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, you would go up to a girl that you kind of like. This is, like, fourth grade. You'd be like, hey, uh, do you want to play, uh, you know, I do MASH or whatever? It's like, yeah. And then Dude, that's the way you talk to her. No, the best game of all time for, like, flirty stuff, awkward, like, I, ah, you're a hot girl, but I don't know what to do. Like, it's called, like, honey, I love you, but I just can't smile. And so you sit in this chair, and they're supposed to, like, try and make you smile. And inevitably, they end up, like, giving you a Tickling lap dance. You. <laughs> oh my god what yeah what kind of games are you guys playing out, know, out in the country I've that's never what always that. happened dude never played that it was game. always like they try to like tickle you or this or that and then like what the hell are you playing Justin? <laughs> maybe i was just around a bunch he's all, of he's all, just, free women so you guys never played pokey poke yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys ever played just a tip that's, yeah. a, <laughs> that's, that's some country games out Jesus. there dude. <laughs> no, I'll tell you the game that everybody played. You guys never played that? Here, here's, here's a game that everybody played, and it was a way for you to to be able to like touch each other, but it not be awkward, and that was Red Rover. Oh. Remember that? Yeah. Red Rover, Red Rover, and then you'd end up- Sitting Sal on over. Yeah, and you're all- but This is a game now that's banned, by the way. You guys know this, right? Yeah, so oh, Steal the Bacon. Lining. Yeah. Remember Steal the Bacon, same yeah. thing. Is Steal the Bacon Ooh, banned? I used yes. to love clothesline people. And Dodgeball. All those. Well, are I know why Dodgeball is, because you're blasting each other, but why, why is Steal the Bacon? Because kids getting hurt, man. It's so funny to From think Steel about. From Steal the Bacon? Yeah. You remember two kids go after it at the same time, oh. heads, heads for head first. Bro, we did Red Rover. Red Rover was real. On asphalt. 
Yeah. Yes, yeah, so and we. kids fell yeah. well, on their head so, on asphalt. So we need to tell the audience That's who doesn't crazy. know what this is. So what you do is you have two sides, and many times it was girls versus boys. This is how you flirted. So the girls are on one side, and they form a line, and they hold hands as strong and tight as they can. So they form this big line, yeah. and then the guys form a line on the other side. Now, sometimes it was mixed up in co-ed, but sometimes it was boys and girls. And then what you do is you your side decides who they're going to call over, and you say, so you say, Red Rover, Red Rover, we call Jennifer right over. And her goal is to run through the line and break through the hands. Yeah. And so inevitably you'd like hold your hands and then she'd run through and like, oh, we're accidentally hugging you or whatever. But the thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, the way we play was much more violent. Well, the, this is the thing. The girls could never break through the line of the guys, right? Yeah. The guys, we didn't know how to flirt back then properly. So we're like, I'm just going to show these girls how strong I am. So yeah, he just fucking barrels through Jack. them. <laughs> you know? You're not going anywhere. What was what was the purpose of the game though? That was part of how you played it. But how did you win? Do you remember? Nothing. You, you just, have the most people. If or you, uh, if you don't break through, then you have to join their line. Yeah. So eventually, so has the most people in their line. Yeah. So right? if you run and you break through, then you get to pull someone over. If if you don't break through, then you have to stay on that. Steal line. the bacon was much more yeah. straightforward. Yeah. This is back when games naturally selected the strongest uh, kids. You know what I mean? They naturally. <laughs> yeah. So, you know? And there was no like, if you sucked at it, you sucked at it. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's just that's just life. Yeah. That, that you know, was... there's no like cry corner for you to go fucking you know complain. About I remember. It. God, this just remember made me remember something terrible when I was a kid. I feel so bad now. There was this. Really, because I'm thinking right now of these games, I'm thinking of all the kids that would have a tough time. And it was usually the really awkward, you know, kind of not very athletic type of kids or whatever. But I do remember uh, playing softball once. It must have been fifth grade. And there was this like really nerdy girl with these big old glasses. Poor girl. She was so sweet or whatever. And I'm in the outfield. They hit the ball, ground ball. I pick it up and I was trying to include her in the game. So I throw the ball at her. She wasn't even paying oh, attention. No, you, oh, God. She wasn't even paying attention, dude. Blasted her right in the face. <laughs> dude, like, how many times did her you glasses. do that to I people? Did <laughs> you it to old the old lady? lady? <laughs> what an asshole. Man, bad. I mean, I, I burned some girls' hair, so I haven't, I'm, you know, I'm On purpose, I'm though. I did it on accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. You lit a chick's uh, hair on fire? Yeah, I mean, I I get bored like in class, bro. That's so, a, that's a terrible excuse. <laughs> I know she was right in front of me. I don't know. Yeah, matches. What'd you have? I was like a pyro when I was like a kid. You know, like I had like a, a little like lighter, and I was so stoked on this little lighter I got from like Chinatown. It was like one of those Zippo ones. Yeah, and I'm just like doing that whole thing where you're taking the cap off, cap off, like hitting it, hitting like this. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> I just saw her hair there and I, I grabbed like a piece of it and I just started lighting it. I didn't even think about it. I didn't think about what I was doing. <laughs> the and was how like, flammable it was. Yeah, and it like started smoking. I was like, oh, and then I was like, like I hit it real. Anyway, she turned around and was really mad and I got in trouble. But how, yeah, that's... How old are you in that... Oh, I was probably in like fourth grade or something. Oh wow! This yeah. is this is the kind of shit that if you did that today in fourth grade, they would yeah. call your parents. Oh, that would be a big ordeal. Everybody, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, would yeah, be yeah. a big old big I old deal. Posted, I posted just a little shit. I posted in my Insta story my high school picture. And I, I saw got, that. I got a bunch of people, random people that go to like Oakdale and that live out there, and they're like, "What? You're from there?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's so funny. I forget we haven't talked about that on the show." Had a hat on and everything. Yeah, with their, your it's little the same. Yeah, little fedora, little hat cherub thing. face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> your young little cherub face. Yeah. So awesome, so awesome. Yeah, that's uh, I, my brother when he was a kid. He had a crush on a girl, and he was in maybe fourth or fifth grade. I had a huge crush on this girl, and you know was kind of teasing her or whatever, like you do. 
She was running to line because the bell rang, and he thought it'd be fun to trip her because he thought it'd be hilarious. <laughs> she fell and broke both arms. Oh my god! Both uh, arms. I can't even laugh at that. Both arms. Yeah. So then she had to come to school with her arms in, oh in my cast god. like this, where they're up. No. And so he, for like three months, he had to do all of her work for her. That was his punishment. The worst part about this is this girl ended up growing up to be this gorgeous model that he continues till this day to have a crush on. Oh, no. And he's going to be so mad when he hears this. But she, and, but they're friends, and I tell, I, I mess with them. I'm always like, she, she will never like you. No matter what you do. <laughs> Both her arms, bro. That was a traumatizing experience for uh, her. Like, you why could be is the, that, yeah. dude? I, I used to try and get the girl's attention like by like throwing stuff at them. And, you know, like, like totally a horrible idea. You know, like, you're not going to win them over by just like pestering them. No, not at all. But like when you're like a boy, you don't really know what to do yet. The ultimate was this. How about this? This is the ultimate thing that I loved so much because then, you know, the girls were like pulling on you and pushing you. When they would try to force you in the girls' bathroom, or they try to force you. Remember that? You remember when girls yeah. would grab, mm-hmm. put him in the book girls' bathroom? He'd be like, no. And all these girls are pushing you. Yeah, like, act yeah. like you're fighting it. Yeah. Uh, ooh, what's up? What's going on? Wait here? a second. You yeah. were so much stronger at Red Rover just a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. no. I can't I overcome can't. the two of you. Yeah. We were, you know what we did? Like the, the excuse to, to touch now, it. Now touch. you put, a, put someone in the girls' bathroom. They're like, oh, you must be a, I don't know assuming if, a different I don't gender. know if kids do this still yeah, or not, yeah, but exactly. when, we, when we were in, in middle school, school the the way you were like flirting with a girl was it was like hugs it was hugs on the way out right mm-hmm. so oh that's middle school for right, sure right between yeah. between oh, yeah. classes between, between class, on the way home yeah on the way home bus, like any whatever. any excuse of like hugging your girl yeah hugging yeah. a girl goodbye yeah. it was like so you you hugged every every chick goodbye and it was like touch yeah as, yeah. as a boy you, you know how funny that is now as an adult if i saw some kid doing that <laughs> right. i'd be like, like get here. the fuck out of here with that shit <laughs> yeah. you don't need to hug everybody because you're going to the bathroom dude <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, right you're, 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 you're that weird overly you, friendly hippie you'll be guy, back you know? you'll be back like, in five oh, minutes bro she'll see you after third period dude. you know what's funny peep there's still i i'm not gonna say who or where because i know you guys are gonna know but there's adult people that do that yes, also. I know. Where you show you every, oh, no, we're huggers. And it's like, uh, oh. Oh, oh, guys, I have a meeting. Hug, hug, hug. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I kind of laughed. There the was this guy out. in Santa Cruz that had uh, set up a little table and like a chair. And he was just like, like free hugs and like, like I'll listen to you. Like that's like his whole, which I think is great. You know, that's a great thing. But it was, I was just laughing because like people would take him up on that and they'd just be sitting there hugging, hugging it out, sitting down and you know talking. Oh, and I was like, yeah, I guess it's it's really rare. Yeah, you know, once you yeah. you're a kid, you know, and it's like you just hug people. Yeah, because for sure, when you were in middle school, I'm pretty sure Adam that you weren't hugging your guy friends when you'd leave. No, every- no, yeah, it was no, only no, the girls. no, no, it's yeah. the girls. You're hugging all yeah. the girls. When so. guys hug, it's 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 kind of like a. Uh, like you have to be a little tough with it, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. kind of hug and then hit the back. Ugh, so I back. was I was mo- yeah. moving this weekend, right? So I'm I'm going through like all Hard of, pat. I was finding like I found a box of like photos, dude. That like all my like <laughs> when I was really young, right? And one of the things that was f- super popular that I forgot about that was you know um, in this box is I had all my wallet um, inserts oh. like back when it was really popular to keep pictures. Yeah, pictures of all girls. All, all girls. <laughs> you know i saying? Like, all cheerleaders. Yeah, all, why would you have pics of your friends, like that, your guy friends? I was looking why? at it, and I'm like, this is so funny. And I remember, I had girlfriends at the time, too, but it was still like you you collected all as many hot chicks as you could get. It's like and, you got your you got your collection of like baseball cards and football cards, <laughs> and then you got your girls, you know. And from, I, was trying uh, to, I was trying to figure out, like, what is it about that? But then I remember like, okay, well, it was like a commodity because 
you know, every kid that got pictures in high school and middle school, you know, your parents bought like a package. You know, yeah. it was like pictures oh, were pictures. scarcity. Yeah, yeah like, like ten left no, yeah, over. Yeah, or something. yeah, you get like twelve. Yeah. It's like, not like today where it's fucking pictures. You yeah, yeah, just, you get like twelve photos. Yeah. So you know, this if you, you got one right. If you got one of the hot chicks. 12 photos that's a big deal you know what I'm status saying? status it right was there. Yeah. and so the fact that you, and you could show it to your buddy and you'd be like dude you got fucking yeah dude, you got so it so yeah you got jennifer smith's photo <laughs> yeah. yeah dude we're cool yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, like you know. that nobody Take, cares we're taking it slow nowadays imagine if you did that nowadays dude you're showing your friend your phone like why do you have jennifer smith's photo on your phone <laughs> <laughs> fucking creep yes yeah. such a weirdo well, it would be right it would be a total hot, that's dude. like something that has totally evolved that doesn't exist anymore that that was a big deal back then it was, was to have that and i think about how stupid it is too because you normally like a grown-ass man has a wallet and he might have pictures of his kid might back and we don't even do that anymore right that, that's evolved out with since phones like who keeps even pictures of their kids in the None. but yeah when we were kids my dad did that you know your dad and your and your your um mom would have those little inserts and they have pictures of their kids inside that that was very common right in the same like soccer pose you yes know, yes like, oh, the ball <laughs> yes dude. i got I, face. but i went through all the had all that stuff in kids that. today will never know the 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 mystery of taking a photo and having to wait until that shit gets developed to see if it was a good photo yeah <laughs> they don't know that you know what i mean you take a photo and you're like oh right. i hope it was good right you oh, don't know if God. it was good and then you what? get it you're like fuck all of them my eyes are closed yeah. did, you, did you guys have red like, eyes a memorable a memorable picture like for school that was like the worst one ever yeah i have one like that was the worst like the the day literally the day before i was walking home with my friend and we were walking past this puddle and there was just like maybe like 10 yellow jackets and i just walked right through two of them like flew on me one of them flew right on my eye and stung me like repeatedly on my (laughs) eye like right before picture day the next day like swole up like a beach ball dude i could i had like a slit that i could even see out of that's your photo yeah so so they they thought that it'd be a great idea to turn me sideways and do like a profile <laughs> and so you could see this big huge like <laughs> Like they, lumpy eye. Like, they tried to save it, but it's they tried, it, it is not safe. They made it way worse. My fourth grade one, I wore a hat. Right, my mom was so mad. She was so mad at me when I came home with that. I had I wore a hat in it, and that was back. Remember when you this was popular to wear the hat like this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, oh bro, I would yeah comb, do the bangs. Yeah, then you comb. You the, did that too. Of course. Oh no my way. god. You wear the hat up high, and then you comb the bangs all. I thought that high. was just a surfer thing. And then thing. I had a fucking mullet, and then I had a long. Oh my <laughs> god. So I had like I had the the hat yeah. was kicked up. I had the wave. And it was like some like fluorescent color hat. Well, I was wearing, sometimes I was rocking a Dodgers hat. So I, had, oh, I, was, yeah. I was I was as a kid. I was a, a I was rocking a Cincinnati Reds hat for some reason. Oh man, it was such. I a have one where terrible I was in four. It must have been four. Fourth grade, and you know, right around fourth grade is when you start to maybe fourth or fifth or sixth grade when you start to comb your hair because before mm-hmm. that you're you don't give a shit you go to school whatever. So I, I'm like I told my mom I'm like can you comb my hair for me like I need to, I want it to look cool I told my mom I said, specifically I said give me a cool hairstyle so my mom's like okay my mom doesn't know what a cool hairstyle right is. which is funny <laughs> looking back now you're like I would she never ask my mom, ask never, my mom <laughs> for cool she got moose. <laughs> so, you guys remember moose? Who of course. Uses, does anybody use moose anymore? Anyway. She got know. moose, put it in my hair, spiked it so that it was spiky, but it was spiky all the way around. So it was like a, a, <laughs> like right? a porky, porky Yeah, so it was completely <laughs> spiky, back, front, top, everything. You had a helmet of spikes. But then here's the best part. In the front, she she pulled bangs down. So I have bangs. What? Yeah, so I have bangs. Tell me you have a picture of this. Oh. 
Oh, not only do I have a picture, what? if you guys ever get invited over to my parents' house for dinner, that is one of the photos that is up <laughs> oh my. in my parents' house. Yes. And I love it because whenever I have guests over that know me, I'll show them that picture. I'll be like, hey, check this out. And they'll always piss their pants. I'll be like, what the fuck happened? Okay. Like, oh, that was my amazing. mom. That's my mom amazing. styled my hair. It looks like a terrible Supercuts ad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you go to the Supercuts and like, I'll pick, not that one. That one's fucking weird. Oh, I'll pick shit. this one over here. That's, you know. Do you know what else we used to do is, I don't know why, I think I did this all the way from like fourth grade all the way to about high school. And I think this is that as a, as a boy, when you're growing up, you want to be bigger than what you are. So I always wore shoes like two sizes too big. You always wanted it. <laughs> I always wanted like bigger feet. You sure it wasn't so you didn't have to buy more shoes? Yeah, well, there's probably a little bit of. This is probably a little I'm sure bit. Sure, your mom was not convinced you. Yeah, 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 idea. Yeah. Probably. Hey, hey, buddy, you're such a big guy. We're gonna get you two <laughs> sets. So I can save some money. Yeah, because because my uncle really kicked us down some fucking twelves, and I was only eight. <laughs> <laughs> and then when your feet get too big, clown we're gonna turn these into around. sandals. You know what I mean? Just cut the front off or two. Oh man. Uh, maybe it was just me. Was it just me? No one, <laughs> yeah. no one, no one wore bigger shoes. You were closing your yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one. Because uh, yeah, I definitely didn't wear shoes. <laughs> Maybe a little bigger, but not like. Yeah, no, I, re- I remember always wearing bigger shoes, dude. Always wanting a bigger pair of shoes. Than That's when hilarious. I, when I really, and I, I don't know why. And then I just remember what, like, in, getting into high school and being, and you know what it was when in high school and I had to wear shoes for sports, it was like you didn't want big shoes for sports. But as a kid, wearing them around, like, yeah, I always wore. I remember, you guys don't, you don't remember being like in fifth and sixth grade and, you and all your friends all comparing your shoe sizes, like however, because you're growing at that age, and so like every so you're year measuring cocks. It is. It's like that's you are measuring. You before. do that too, but yeah, yeah. That, that it comes to a couple years. Like, we don't yeah. talk about. That. You start with <laughs> you start with shoes first. You yeah. start with shoes first, and you're talking about what size shoe you are. And I remember that being a big deal. So I remember being like competitive with my friends on how big our feet were. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do remember that. Yeah. that was a, I remember putting on layers of shirts so I could appear bigger. I yeah. definitely remember that. Yeah, th- I did that Because I was a skinny high, yeah. kid. Yeah, so a I was wife like, beater, yeah. a t- an undershirt, and then yeah. a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. The undershirt, when you play basketball, I would, like, <laughs> would wear an undershirt for a while because yeah. I was like all self-conscious about my skinny you know, arms and body. And really? All that. Oh, or yeah. not having yeah. a armpit hair. Oh, yeah. I had it early. Did you have it early? Oh, yeah. I was the, I was, man, I hit puberty pretty damn quick. Did you have it before high school? Uh Armpit arm- hair? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, I didn't get armpit hair until I was a freshman Well, you were a late bloomer. Yeah. Didn't you get tall later? Yeah. So a majority of my height hit me uh, eighth grade and ninth grade. That uh, was a majority of like, mm-hmm, you yeah. know, and then I was just skinny as fuck. And then I, you know, started working out all that stuff. But no, for sure. I, I, hit, I hit that real. My brother was like you. My brother, we thought was going to be a small kid. And sophomore year, he went from like 5'8 to like 6'1 or 2. Like overnight, poor kids. He was his legs were hurting from oh, all the yeah. growing pains and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah and no, it, it was a, it was really awkward for me from sophomore to junior year. So it was sophomore summer going into junior year. Mm-hmm. I sprouted up all the way up to six foot. And before I'm, that, I'm watching my son right now go through s- some growth spurts. It's like almost like every month he'll grow around a half an inch to a quarter to like a like around a half an inch, maybe a little bit more every month so wow. far. <laughs> But what's funny is his arms and legs are growing fast. This is what happens when you're a kid, by the way. <laughs> yeah. You don't necessarily, you don't, de- no, actually, no, you definitely typically don't grow proportionally. It's like feet explode first, oh. or, and you see, when you see a 13, 14 year old boy, you see him walking around, you're like, well, you're going to be tall. How do you yeah. know? 
because your feet don't match the rest of you. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> such just, a great, like, awkward time. Yeah, yeah. So, so right now his arms and legs are growing real long. So I, I, he cracks me up. I'm like, you look like a spider. And we start laughing. He's like, why do you say that? Because like, your arms are so long. <laughs> did I tell you guys he started working out? Oh, he did? Yeah. I've On been, his own or what? How'd that happen? So I've been waiting nice. until he shows a little bit of interest. Uh, and um, he's mentioned a couple things. Like he said... First, he said to me, like, he's like, ah, why am I skinny? Why am I so skinny? And I started laughing, and I'm like, I'm so glad, he, you know, he, he's comfortable enough to say that to me. And I'm like, well, I said, because you're my son. Is it really, <laughs> that's your genetics. I said, you're, you're, you are that way. I said, that's why I started working out. And he's like, well, I eat a lot of food. And I'm like, well, you can eat a lot of food, but if you don't lift weights, then your, your body's not going to really know what to do with it, and so you're not going to gain any muscle. So then when I took him to the park, and, you know, we did a few exercises and stuff, and then uh, I waited two days, and I took him to the park again, and he did a little bit more. And so I did my infamous, you know, your body's fundamentally different than it was two days ago speech or whatever. And I could see in his, his face was a little bit like, oh, and it's starting to kind of. Oh, wow. That'd be interesting if they, he starts doing it now. Dude, if, if I, we'll see what happens. You know, he's his own person. But if he ends up getting, a, you know, if that bug ends up biting him and my daughter, too, she's real young, though. She's only eight. But if that bug ends up biting him and he ends up really getting into it. I am. I'll. I will be the like the best thing in the world to be able to work out with my own boy, and you know lift weights and that stuff. Like what a dream. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah no, what a yeah, fucking yeah. dream. That would be so awesome. That'd no, be really cool. Do you, well, how'd you guys this weekend? Bro, moving, dude. Are you kidding oh, me? All weekend. Well, we just so we. Lit, I. I feel so I bad. You sold everything. Well, I mean a lot. So we. We are gonna. It's gonna cost me more money to fucking dump than it is to move my stuff. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. That's like, true. It's going to cost me more money to fucking dump you my- You need to put it out on your, on our, your driveway uh, and say free. Uh, go on free cycle. It's been there all yeah. we, all and nobody can, wants oh, it? Oh, we garage sell. Yeah. We did all Definitely. kinds of stuff. Like, huh. Yeah, I think, I mean, here's here's what I did, because I didn't want nothing to do with it. Because I told Katrina, I said, light it all on fire. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, that's I, how I am. I got it. I, I literally bought, there's like three boxes. Yeah, I, you're not going to dump it on the freeway on the side of the freeway, right? No. Like I'm those not, motherfuckers. I literally boxed up like three like good size boxes, and then we had, of course, my clothes in the closet and stuff, right? And then my stacks of shoes, and I'm like, this, this is like all I care about. Like everything else, like it can go. And I'm like, I'm I'm okay with burning it. And so we made a deal with her, her sister and her brother, who uh, are totally down to hustle it off, and said, listen, if you whatever you guys sell, <clears throat> we'll split fifty fifty. So if you want to come over here and open up my place and garage sell shit and and hustle it off, and so they did. But I mean, I would have never done that. Like just the setup alone for all that. I mean, they made, Pain the ass. yeah, I think they made like five hundred bucks or something like that. Pain I mean, the it's ass. for all day long for some bullshit. Like so, that. you had good activity and neat this weekend. Yeah, no, in fact, my my Achilles was kind of killing me this weekend because I, every day was over sixteen thousand steps, which has been uh, that was that's a high day still. For Are me. you guys living at your new place yet? No. So Katrina's moving all by herself while we're gone right now, dude. Yeah, I know. I feel hella bad. Dang. Yeah, I know. Right now, so she's... You know what? She can't get mad because she's the one that booked the, the interview for us. Well, yeah, so no. She, it's not like we... Well, she knew. Oh, she's how like, weird. I got to be gone. She's like, you know, she's all... If it, if it was any other little interview or like that, but this is a big deal, you know, to go, go down and do Bishop Barron is a, is a big deal for us, so... You know, she's like that, and that was the only one of the few days mm -hmm. he could do it, so we were... We is anybody to. helping her? Yeah, you know she's got both. She's got both of her brothers helping yeah. her. We yeah. have somebody else who's coming coming in to help her with stuff. We're 
paying people to handle mm-hmm. most of it. So she's going to be. We, so there's one. She literally is carrying our mattress. That is the only thing that is of size. Everything else can be carried in a box. Mm, okay. So, so it's not like she's. I would feel bad if she's like carrying couches and big furniture yeah, yeah, and yeah, tables. Yeah. Like we are literally not bringing any of that stuff. It's all. It's all going. So it's all the small dishes and shit. Like even that. that, bro. I'm not taking dishes. I ain't taking shit. What she, the hell are you moving then? Like, well, I mean, there's still a lot of stuff. You know, there's yeah, a little stereo and there's like some things like that like i'm not bringing the tvs i'm not bringing mm. but when you start you figure she's she's been in that place for like eight years or something like that mm-hmm. and before that she's only so for me i had the least amount of stuff i think i mean i have big stuff right i have a snowboard i have a quad i have the shoe collection like i have some big things like that but those are all easy things to move mm-hmm. she's got shit just tons of shit from like being there for a really long time and not moving as many times. Like this is my, she was telling me last night, like she, she came up to me and she, she held me and kissed me and she's just like, you know, I just want to, I want to thank you for, for just being the way you are. This whole process has been so much better. She's like, I don't know what it would have been like if you were even in the slightest bit stressed. Cause I've just been like, whatever about everything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You want to do that? Sure. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We mm-hmm. can do that. I'll just pay someone to do that. Okay, cool. Whatever. And she's like, it's crazy. She's like, I, I, she, <clears throat> I'm never the stressed one, and I feel all stressed out about stuff. And I'm like, you know, honey, it's not a big deal. I said, you know, the way I look at it is pack up the stuff that is really, really important to you. Like get that in, like put that aside, that stuff that you could just not live without, and that's important. And then the rest of the shit, man, if it doesn't if, if it doesn't get packed up in time or it's too much of a hassle, fucking get rid of it. Just yeah. don't even don't even worry about it. Moving is feels good sh- to purge though, right? It does, yeah. but it's moving is for sure one of the more stressful things. Well, so check this do. out. So yeah. nine times as a kid, three times as an adult, another ten times going, this is part for the course for you. Going back to help my mother out. So when I was a kid growing up, we moved into nine different places. So I, of course, I had ended up being the oldest. I was, of course, in the middle of all of it helping. It wasn't like I was like a child who got mm-hmm. to just watch his parents move. I fucking moved everything. So I did it nine times there. When I <clears throat> then I moved out at seventeen, I've moved three times since I've been adult personally myself, and almost every year like clockwork since I left when I was twenty years old from the valley where my my mom is at. My mom was moving in a house, and so of course she calls her son every single time she's moving and so I drive back and move her. So I told Katrina, I'm like, this is like I've done this so many no times. No problem. Yeah. I don't give a shit. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. See, I've only moved I moved once as a kid. Once. And then as an adult, you know, I moved twice. Mm. Or three times. Three times. Yeah, it's Katrina. She's yeah. literally can count on one hand yeah. how many times that she's oh, had I've to moved move. a bunch, yeah. When you were a kid? Yeah, well, even going to Chicago, going yeah. multiple places in Chicago, coming back here. I've, I think I've moving when you're a, when you're like a twenty-something-year-old kid, though, so it's, different. Yeah, it's different. Nobody get yeah. You, like I'll bring my air mattress and my <laughs> fucking computer. Yeah, like five things. Yeah, yeah we had a lot of stuff. Like the dump, the dump run. We have to get a U-Haul for the dump, and it will take. You more. can't call people to come pick that shit up and haul it. You can, and they they book it a month out. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's a little bit of a demand there. Yeah. For a business. It's expensive, man. It's I've, very I've done expensive. it like once, maybe, was just take all of my That's junk crazy. and shit for me to the dump. But like it's yeah, it's way cheaper to find somebody with like a truck mm. that you can That's about pay. the only thing that's annoying for me is you know, it's the the move itself and I'm not like doing anything crazy. I mean, it's gonna cost ten thousand, you know, to just move. 
and it's just worth what for- and that's not even buying new shit or is yeah. that included oh uh, no it's not including like yeah when we had to go buy more furniture yeah, spend another 10 grand at yeah, least yeah yeah so it'll be you know total like a $20,000 hit just to just to transfer move but that's of course because I am getting rid of stuff yeah so that's totally right exaggerated and you're hiring people right I'm hiring people to do it we're move. we're throwing away stuff it's gonna cost me like $1,500 just to throw away shit you know mm-hmm. so which I could have used as furniture if I wanted to at the new place, which is now that's going to cost me whatever. Yeah. So, but you but you're, so you're buying furniture you're going to keep for a while. Well, that's why I told Katrina too. Point. I was like, the idea is that, and, and that's why I, she's like, you don't even want to bring dishes. I'm like, listen, you can bring four plates, four cups, four forks, four like like four of everything. That's it. That's enough for us to have a dinner together, have something in the dishwasher, and then be able to eat again, and then do it. Like now, that. do you go with her after to pick out everything, or are there certain things you care about and other things you're like pick out the dishes? I don't care. So this, there is a little bit of a. There's there's a little bit of uh, debate going on here right now between oh, her and I. So okay. the one the here's, I, and she got she listened to the show. I love you, honey. Um, but at, out of the two of us, uh, I think I have the better taste when it comes to like putting Ooh. putting stuff together Ooh. like that. Right? So, <laughs> so yeah, don't stir hey, up. They, hey, don't stir <laughs> up more assholes. Hey, the day the day this episode airs, she's gonna get random flowers. Like, why did I get this? Yeah. yeah. Well, when you guys when you guys come to the house, you'll see. Like, so we've already been in the house, and it's a tri level, right? So, and it's kind of, it's got a, kind of a different layout the way it's set up, and. I already have an idea of like, okay, well, this makes sense. This will be kind of like a study. We'll put, you know, a bookshelf right here and two chairs and a coffee thing by the fireplace. And this will be kind of kind of like how you have in front of yours. We have mm-hmm. like a little, you know, one of the little areas is like yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. it'll be, and she's, she wants to do the living room and TV there. And I'm like, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to put it there. The fireplace is over here. The wall where the TV would be would be over here. You wouldn't be able to fit a piece of furniture there. It doesn't make sense. Let's just turn it into like this little study. Then the next level up is like this little dining table area. And that has a light that's supposed to be above it. You can tell it's, it's designed for that. So that's where I would put the dining table. She wants to put furniture there. I'm like, it's not a place where you put furniture. It doesn't make sense to put it there. And then, the next, and then there's another room that's right by the kitchen that is like open that we could put either a giant like... You know, kitchen table, which we never would use unless it was Thanksgiving or mm-hmm. big family event or what like that. Or we can convert it into another like lounge couch area. And so we just we were going back and forth on this, like what should be there. And I just don't think that she has the ability to like see like the furniture there. She looks at it and like, oh, we could we could we can make it whatever we want to make it. I said, Well, yeah, we can make it whatever we want, but why don't we why don't we make we'll make it the way it should be? That's <laughs> I'm definitely not I'm definitely not Jessica's the designer. I'm basically like, do what you want, it usually looks good. If I do it, it's gonna be like you know, it'll be like one couch, a TV. Like, well, have I'm, you have you been in my master bedroom at my house right now? No. Not? Okay, so when well, I, I mean, I have, but not when you're there. So, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help I served that one up yeah, to you. Too. <laughs> so, try and jump out the window real quick. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I should say yes or no. Yeah. Just kidding. So, <laughs> Katrina and. <laughs> Katrina and Everett, uh, you know, they were there before I was, and it totally was like a bachelor pad. I mean, there's like nothing on the walls, nothing on the walls, (laughs) and the none of the furniture matched. The throw pillows on the furniture matched. No rugs matched anything. There was no like the feng shui was fucked. And I, for a long time, I had a really hard time with it until I broke down one time, and I'm like, fuck this, like. I'm converting our. I'm. I'm going to redo our entire master bedroom, like like the mm-hmm. way I would want. So, 
you know, I had an interior designer come in. We had we I painted all the walls. I changed all the furniture out to match everything. Yeah, like, you definitely do like that stuff. Yeah, it, it matters to you a lot. Like, and even in the studio, when things get you know things get put up, yeah, it's something that you're really interested in. I do, you know, and I'm sure it's it goes all the way back to childhood shit. You yeah, know what whatever. Saying? It's yeah. just you like it. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, the way I, the way I look at it is, if you're with a partner one of the best things you could do is recognize when that person's better. It's just like a business partnership. You recognize yep. what that person, first off, if you really enjoy something, the odds that you'll be good at it are much higher, right? Cause you care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person that I don't necessarily care. So I'm probably not going to be good at it. Cause I really don't care. <laughs> if I put my mind to it, could I be good at it? Maybe, but it would take a lot of years of caring before I started to become good. Yeah, like you'll give you an example. Like we were, we're I'm, I'm looking at stuff and I'm going over the shit that she's keeping and not keeping. And then there's, there's these two, gray pillows that she's got and she's packing i'm like what do you why are you packing these she's like oh these are great pillows we could use these for the, the i said we don't even have the new couches we haven't even picked them out you're gonna bring to match the couch to the pillows. yeah i'm gonna you're gonna match a couch <laughs> to pillows ten dollar pillows that makes she's like they're more than ten dollars they're nice pillows i'm like i don't care but you're not gonna i'm not gonna let you keep pillows that you're just gonna where you're gonna put on a couch that probably has won't look anything right with those fucking pillows like <laughs> pillows are gone like, so that's the type of shit that she would do you know what I'm i would never do that i would never match a couch to fucking ten dollar pillows it just would never you should have seen my place when i lived in palm Springs. but i had an apartment it was the first time i ever moved out of my house and i had an apartment and literally had a mattress on the floor in Godfather my room poster i had a scarface poster <laughs> oh, close my bad I had a couch, a TV, and a fold-out table for the kitchen table and fold-out chairs, and that's how I lived. Yeah. And I was perfectly content, had no problems mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, that would drive you know me crazy. Oh, yeah, of course. I know yeah. it would, because that's, yeah, yeah. that's your thing. Yeah, for if sure. If I lived with you, I would for sure be like, hey, bro, you pick it out, I'll pay half, high five, you'd be happy, I'd be happy. Yeah. yeah. That'd be it. That'd be all it. So, I, I, so far, I mean, we actually, we picked the whole master bedroom out together, so we, we did do that together. I just want to be a part of it. We're normally, like, mo- there's a lot, like, a lot of things I'm like, hey, whatever, you know, do whatever, you just let me know what it's going to cost us. But because we're moving, this will be the first house we're like moving in together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah, we're going to put it all yeah. together. Like I'll want to, I'll want to say in it. For I sure. like to pick out a few things, dishes. Don't ask me why. I like to pick out dishes. <laughs> it's kind of random. Really? Uh, it's really random. <laughs> it's really random. Yeah, <laughs> that's the least thing. That it's I would really weird. About. I just, for whatever reason, I like to pick out the that's dishes. That's actually the only thing I probably don't care to be yeah, a part of. I have no idea you... why. That's that is, that is funny. And then the electronics. That's it. I like to pick out the TV and and you know whatever electronics oh, yeah. we get. Other well, than that, that makes sense. I don't care. Yeah. I really don't give a <laughs> shit at all. So yeah, dude. So this weekend, I uh, I watched a movie that for sure you guys are gonna make fun of me for, but it was fucking good movie. Uh oh. Yeah. Did you guys did you guys ever watch the first Mamma Mia? Mamma Mia. Yeah. Oh, no. You don't oh watch the first God, one, dude. The is second that, one's really good. Is Mamma Mia? Uh, it's a musical. Oh, it's a musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Do you guys like musicals? No. No. Really? No. West Side Story. No. So you know what uh, I just watched no. that is a decent musical, uh, and I, I Les Miserables. No, did you watch that? Even more yeah. recent than that. Hey, did you like that? <clears throat> I've been I've been to those like in person. Aren't you know, they great? Yeah, and I've, well, and I've been to like Phantom of the Opera, and these, I mean those are great date nights, but it's not like I'm not like just because yeah! you, you don't get in some after you don't get enthralled. You don't get enthralled. Really? No. Musicals will. Have uh, you seen The Greatest Showman? Yeah, I loved it. That one was loved decent. it. That was decent. Musicals for me invoke more emotion in me than regular movies. Typically. Oh, really? Yeah, that's huh. weird. Yeah, because that's really weird. Well, music in general is is designed to invoke emotion. 
You like I, to pick the dishes out and you love musicals. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't get French tip toenails. Yeah, exactly. And I don't, paint the toilet. Yeah, and I don't do that. Totally, kind of that's totally different. And I don't See, work you guys confuse me. Which yeah. part, I'm gonna, by the way, that's funny you brought that up because I was, I'm going to, I'm going to surprise Enzo and I'm going to take him. Oh my God. To get his toes done? Yeah, I'm going to tell him. Don't tell him anything. That's kind of borderline weird. Yeah. You know Why is I mean? that weird? I don't know. Why is it weird? Just take him to go do something else. That's kind of no, weird. No. Fucking dropping some game on the youngster, dude. Toenails? Yes, dude. That, why do we have to go through this? It's been fucking. We've talked about this a million times. Yeah, I like, know, but so. I don't know. This is I'm not taking, I'm not you know why? If I was looking, okay, here's why it's why. weird. Yeah. If I was a 17 year old kid interning at a place, and my boss was like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, bro, come here. I, you know you've been doing a good bro. job." Come hang out with me, and then then we Here's get our toes done. Do. I'd be worried about what comes after. I'd be like, "Why are we? <laughs> What's going on here, man? I don't know if I feel comfortable with this." His dad might get a little weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your like, boss you took you what? what? Exactly, bro. His dad gave him permission to come with us on this. And trip. then we had soft serve ice cream cones. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's gonna go. <laughs> and then he climbed into his fucking Yay! black minivan. Just don't buy him underwear or some other weird shit. He's gonna go home. His dad's gonna be like, "You're never going back to that place again." Yeah, you get your toes done. Uh, oh, fair enough. Maybe. Uh, I'll get- uh, maybe yeah. I'll rethink well, that. One. About that yeah, one. Take him out to lunch, dude. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was a good. It was a good fucking movie. And the day before, uh, Justin, I know you like to hike and stuff. You ever yeah. hike uh, Uvis Canyon? I have not. Have you heard of that place? I have. Yeah, in Morgan Hill or what? Fucking awesome hiking. What a great place. It's close because it's in Morgan Hill. But that's not why I'm telling you the story. So when you get to Uvis Canyon, you have to drive through this private, it's called Swedish community. Okay. Mm. It's called uh, Sven something Svander or something like that. I'm going to look it up. Sven Svander. Because it, it feels entirely like a cult. Like really? enti- Yes. It's very strange. You have to drive through. Pri- it's a private community, but people live there. Do they all like wear the same stuff? They all look the same. Wow. They're all weird as fuck. And then if you drive a smidge over five miles an hour, no joke, they come out and look at you all mean <laughs> and go, slow down. And I feel like I'm going to get, there it is. Is that it? What? It's fucking oh yeah, Sve, Svedal. It feels weird, dude. It feels it's in the woods. It's private. I feel like they do their own thing. Hey, where where are people are special on the, in Morgan Hill? In Morgan Hill, it's really really weird, and you have to drive through it to get to this park. So it's very see look see they're all fucking uh-huh. dude. This, if, this is it's in, a creepy fucking place, dude. I, mean, I don't understand it. Now I don't. I'm not, I've never hung out there, so I'm making so what a is, passing judgment. So off they, of just, yeah, a bunch of Swedish people that I all mean, live in the they same. They all just kind of colonized in one spot. Look, look what they do. I don't know, bro. I feel like they have the same religion. They yeah. all do some weird shit. Who knows what happened? Maybe they're all naked at night yeah. and fucking do weird. They sacrifice things. I don't know. It just it gives me that vibe. I didn't hang out there, so I'm just passing purely passing judgment on driving through. And maybe I'm a little mad because they told me to slow down, even though I was driving seven miles I think an hour. That's probably what it is. Yeah, yeah. but I did feel like. If I got out and got angry with them, that they like the whole community would come out and like kind of swarm me slowly. Like, yeah, in a you movie. know my favorite character of the Muppets, the Swedish Chef all day. Oh, he's the best dude. Bjorski, 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 Bork, Bork, Bork. You don't like remember that shit? You don't like Beaker? Oh yeah. Yeah, Beaker was a good one. Beaker was it. And Honeydew. Yeah, but anyway, so I did a hike, so I was active too. Nutrition was on point too. I'm assuming yours was on point, Adam. Yeah, no, I'm I'm dialed in right now. How about you, Justin? Yeah, I was on point. I was clearing out my house, uh, doing a bit of purging myself to kind of get ready for you know building up this uh, squat rack and getting the PRX stuff in there. You mean the one that doesn't fit? Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't going to talk about that because I wanted to wait to have it all assembled and you know and then promote it properly, but. 
Uh, yeah, I got two two of the arms for it, like uh-huh. the, that go up into the ceiling were for like a like a uh, eleven foot, foot yeah, yeah, eleven and a half foot ceiling. Who the fuck has eleven and a half foot ceiling? I guess if you're putting it in your garage or oh, yeah. a gym or something. So that threw me off, dude. Because what happens is when you <clears throat> when you put it back to the wall, it goes up. And so like the the measurements. So I had it. I had it to where like the six foot one. It goes up. I could fit it. Mm. But I have like these these eight foot. Uh, 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 Holes, so you're basically. gonna make it work. So what? What I think what I what I'm gonna be able to do is be able to send them back, and then they're gonna send me the six foot ones, and mm. I'll install that and get it ready, and then go. But yeah, oh, I had Enzo so come up to film it, and everything it was total bust. I was pissed. Oh well, that's gonna be good though when you get that. Yeah. Final. So I did that, and then you know, and then hiked, and then took the kids down to the uh, creek, and um, you know, and then uh, what I, I stopped to visit you, All dude. I feel like your house is in a cool place. Oh yeah, because it sounds. You haven't so been out there. I've never been out to his house. Oh yeah, he hasn't invited me. You know what I mean? I so have. I don't want to be rude and. Yeah. Just, yeah. I've mentioned it several times. But yeah. <laughs> I, even, I invited you last Thursday to come up to this. Well, uh, I don't know, dude. I don't know if I trust him. He might sneak his way into your master bedroom, bro. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, I'd keep, I'd keep you away from my house too. Like, you know <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a valid point. Uh, speaking of people sending us stuff, isn't Juve supposed to send us another red light? Well, they have a new one, don't they, Doug? Isn't it? Then they get a, a new light. Like, yeah, it has a few new features to it. I think there's some Wi-Fi things you can do with so it. So here's what Pretty we're gonna cool. here's whoa, what we're gonna whoa, do. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on. Raise whoa. your hand if you think Adam should keep the one he has, and that new one should come here. Two hands down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want I, I want Adam's old one. Wait a second. Yeah. Tell me how this new one works. I didn't know they had Wi-Fi on it. What? What? So I could listen to music maybe while I'm doing it. Yeah, it has a built-in Bluetooth function that allows for a personalized experience with the Juve app. Oh, oh so you shit. Could, like, so you do can... different kinds of lights. Oh, shit. You could hook schemes. it up to Alexa. Alexa, I want to Jew for 10 minutes. Turns it on. Yeah. Pretty cool wow. stuff. Wow. That is really cool. Wow. That is really, really cool. I wonder how you personalize it. I wonder what else it does. You know, I don't know. We're going to get one, though. I know. Our, our, maybe there's real similar to like, what the Sunlight Sauna does. I know you can do like. So I guess it says there's a. So I'm reading the little points here that Doug pulled up. New modular design, which allows you to build a full body system now. Or over time. Oh, I see. So you could buy pieces. Of, I like that. So you could buy one small panel, maybe. Is that what they're saying? And then you could enlarge it. So you could start with one and be like, see if you like it, and then oh, expand wow. it type of deal. That's pretty cool. I wish I wish I could use it more often because I loved when we did have it here. I did use it consistently for about a week, and it did feel good. No, it does. Mm-hmm. It it absolutely does. It's like it, and I like having it in my house because it's like when I come straight out of the shower, yeah. it's perfect. Uh, I'll come straight out of the shower. That's how you dry yourself? Yeah, <laughs> I sit. I just sit at the edge of the bed. I just sit uh, at the sit at the edge of bed and like I'll normally answer some emails when I'm sitting there and I'm just uh-huh. getting blasted by it. It's perfect, man. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Other, when it was here, I wasn't using it as much. You know, mm. when it was here, I was like, oh, you know, whenever I get a chance, I'll come over there and do it. I just would never do it. But at the house, it's it's easy because it's standing in my living room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to get one. Speaking of sponsors. I want to make, and I am going to go back to another one, but I do want to make sure that we, because we're all trying to eat right and we're traveling, that we make it a point to choose places to eat where we can get some vegetables. But let's also not forget to bring the green juice. Yeah, they just sent in a bunch of stuff. So. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah, no. The we're, Organifi green juice. Yeah, because, I was kind of. Because de- I want to be, because we fuck up when we go on tra- we travel every time. I was debating fasting. Mm. Well, I'm, so here's what I'm doing. I was thinking about not eating. I'm eating two more times today. Around, I'm eating two more times today, and then tomorrow's my my fast. So I'm, I did bring my bands for trigger sessions. Okay, and stuff. good. I'm, I was oh, going to ask you guys if you guys were down to go lift one. lift somewhere because I would fucking yes. love to lift. We'll find something. 
because we're we're heading to, we're hitting the road pretty early, so we should. Oh, you want to lift today? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah. lifting. I want to lift tomorrow. No. Oh, it's more likely to lift tonight. That's so. fine. I can lift yeah, tomorrow. Tonight's better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow will be hard because tomorrow we meet with him I'll at what, ten a.m. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I wasn't going to do it before. I was. I was thinking after, but you uh, want to head up right up after. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're going to want to get back afterwards, okay. especially well, me because I'm my girl. That's she. She's moving that day, uh, so if I yeah. can get back and <laughs> yeah. help a little, well, bit. bring Come back the, and show some face. Bring yeah. the green juice though, just in case, because that shit's clutch when you're not getting your vegetables in. Yeah. No. I, especially for Doug because he doesn't poop for like the whole time. We're there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just it's scares its way true. back up. <laughs> I'm not lying. It's probably because we're all in the same flight. house. Yeah. You know what, we, you know what like, I want to get? I can't sleep with these guys around. Wait, where's our, where, there's going to be, what, five of us coming down, going down, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. five. Okay, so what do we have, two rooms? We have three rooms. Three rooms? Yeah. We so have, someone's going to be alone? Yeah, we have one person alone. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, we can give it to the, all right, whatever. We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. we'll figure it out. I, mm-hmm. I'll take the little guy. I got no problem with having him. Getting his toes done. <laughs> oh god, that sounds so bad. Uh, yeah, that sounds really bad. Let's move on. <laughs> this quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. First question is from Sean B28. During rest periods, during my workout, should I be sitting or standing? Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. actually, uh, I actually do, well, both. So there's a couple things that I do here. Um, I do our zone one test a lot um, between sets, which is the, the, the prime. Yeah. I'll, I'll go over and I'll get against a wall and between sets and just do like three to five reps of that where I'm doing back presses against the wall and uh, oh that's smart so this is what you do in between sets Mm -hmm. oh what a great way to find time to do correctional exercise yeah so that I like to do it like that like so and or so I'll squat all the way down and do you know get in a deep baby squat open up my hips Mm -hmm. and do a little bit of like a combat combat type stretch in the seated baby position Um, so yeah, no, but then I also have times where I'm relaxing and resting cause I'm fucking yeah. crushing my workout. Yeah. So it just, it depends. It only well, it depends. especially like a compound like lift. So I'm doing like really heavy squat. I'm just going to sit down, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to sit down and get cat, you know, catch my heart rate, uh, or bring my heart rate down and like catch my breath. And, uh, but yeah, sometimes I'll just like slowly kind of walk around just to get things circulating and that that helps me to recover actually a little bit uh faster yeah i don't i don't ever sit unless i have to like if i'm fucked and it usually doesn't happen maybe if i do like occlusion on my legs which i'd never do because then you need you fucking need to sit down Yeah. yeah or i did a really really crazy set of squats it's super rare. Typically, yeah, that's like I'll, the only time. If I'm really tired, what I'll do is I'll just lean on the bar with stand while standing, and I'll shift my weight from side to side. Um, I I might sit in between sets of like a upper body exercise just because I'm already on the bench and I'm sitting there, and I did maybe seated curls or something like that. But even then, yeah. I like to stand. I don't like to not move because I feel like you're not you're preventing good circulation. I feel mm-hmm. like moving. Because here's how the blood, this is how the blood works in the body. The the because your body's working against gravity, you flexing your lower body is what allows what helps the blood move back up to the heart. Uh, there's like a series of I don't know how I don't know what they're called, but it's like a bunch of gates that move yeah. in one direction. 
And when you pump them up, the blood, it stays in a new area. And then you pump them and they move up again. And this is why people can have issues with sitting for long periods of time where blood will pool. And they can get like a blood clot or something like that. You know, I feel like it doesn't provide as much circulation. And in the past, when I've sit, when I've sat in between sets, I almost don't feel as effective in my next set. You know what I'm saying? I feel like mm-hmm. I need to move uh, in between them. Well, I love to do our our prime stuff in between that that benefits the movement that I'm doing. Like, so for mm-hmm. example, I was talking about the zone one test. So if I'm I was heavy benching the other day. And when I like one of the things for sure that if I just nowadays, like this wasn't like this just a few years ago, but now if I just get into a bench press, like no warm up, no nothing, no prime, just go right into benching, 100% bothers my shoulder like right away. Mm. But all I need to do is spend a few minutes of priming. So either doing like some band rows or doing zone one test, and it's, it realigns me and gets me engaged with my back so I can squeeze my shoulder blades back when I go to bench, instantly I have relief. So I like to like do it in between sets and see how much it's improving mm-hmm. on my my technique. So And you should be able, most people, especially if you're you know late 20s into 30s and beyond, should feel a difference like every set. Like every, and same thing like with Justin's talking about squatting, like you know, unless I'm squatting really heavy and I'm looking, I need the rest. Like I'm looking for the replenishment. You know, mm-hmm. uh, then I'm I'm actually down and like opening the hips up more and and working on my ankles more. So every time I go back to my set of squats, I feel like I'm I'm getting in the groove more and it's mm-hmm. even more comfortable. So yeah, the- and then the, the setup again, it, it, like going back to it for each and every set, I make sure to really like be diligent with that. So it's like you know you. You go through your recovery process, but then I'm like, I'm really digging my feet in. I'm trying to ground myself properly. I'm setting myself up on the bar. I'm taking a, a decent amount of time to get situated uh, to where like each set's going to improve as far as uh, mechanically. So. so this reminds me of a study that was just shared on this. This particular thing reminds me of the study because. So let me read. Let me read to you what the, what they say in the study. And then this is a great example of why studies sometimes are not giving you the right answer, or at least the results the results don't mean a whole lot. So what they did with this study is they took a bunch of, uh, they took 17 rugby players, and they had them perform side and prone planks and hip, and hip, hip extensions and some one-legged squats to activate the glutes. Then they did a set of high hang pulls which is like an explosive Romanian deadlift, right? And what they found was that the doing the hip extensions and one-legged squats before the high pulls resulted in less glute activation, not more. So I had a lot of people tag me on the study and say things like, this is weird. I thought you said, you know, priming your glutes would make you activate them more and make you work the glutes more and this, that, and the other. Okay, here's the deal. Here's why this study is it, it's not, it's not really saying what you think it's saying. Two things. First off, they're using uh, rugby players. I highly doubt any of these rugby players have, have a tough time activating their, their posterior chain. So they're, they're, they're well-trained athletes. They probably don't have an issue feeling their glutes fire. If anything, rugby players probably have some of the strongest posterior chain. So that's number one. Number two, in the study, the priming movements they did before were done to failure. So they beat the crap out of their glutes, and yeah. then they went and trained. Now, here's the deal. When you do like what you're doing, Adam, where you're trying to move in a position, whatever, part of the reason why that's beneficial 
is because it gives you the feeling of where you're supposed to move and feel. Yeah. So when I do... You're not fatiguing those muscles. No, no, when I do priming for a beginner in particular who's not firing their glutes, I am showing them what it feels like to fire the glutes. Now when they squat, they can squat better. Mm-hmm. Not because inherently it... It's going to change the, you know, it's going to change the way that the, the this is why I always, works. this is why so many people are doing it wrong that you see in the gym. It, it, I see this all the time. Right. With That's girls. a pre-exhaust technique. That's not priming. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I see girls doing this all the time and you see some guys too, but mostly girls because it's the booty chasers that are doing the band work and they're doing right. all these butt kickbacks and they're doing reps and reps and reps and reps and they're just repping them out and they're going to failure. It's like, no, the idea is you don't need to do 20 reps, three sets of it with no rest and get the butt burning. The idea is just to get connected to it and understand how the movement, how you're supposed to. You got to know how it feels. Yes. Yeah. You know, you got to know how it feels. And so. That's it, that's the difference of, so like when and I. And I wanted to say that because of the way, what you're talking about in between sets, that's what you're doing. You're yeah. not, you're not. Okay. So let's say you're bench pressing and you're trying to activate your mid back and the muscles that pull the shoulder blades back and down. So you get in a better position for your bench press. What wouldn't work would be for you to fucking do that shit to failure and fatigue or, the fuck out of them. Or, yeah, yeah, do lots of reps of heavy seated row or something. No, you're just trying to get them. Right. To, you feel them. So then when you get in the bench, you're like, okay, there it is. That's where I'm supposed to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I think is actually a brilliant use of in-between set rest. And because here's the deal. You're also resting. If you would then did it to failure, you wouldn't be resting. You'd be doing a circuit. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think it's important to note that if you do do stuff like that in between sets, which I've never done that. I think that's a brilliant way to use it. I've done it with clients is to do it mainly just to rest, but also feel, you know, what you're supposed to feel. Yeah. But it, you know, when it comes to clients, I almost never have clients sit unless they have to. I like to keep people, oh, yeah, I know. you know, just keep them moving. Don't let the blood, you know, pull in the legs and just kind of feel good. I, I almost feel like it's too hard of a contrast to cool down like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, hard work and then, yeah. you know, nothing at all. I don't know. It doesn't necessarily feel right to me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, no, I can agree with that. Next question is from VMA, Mr. Black. You talk about how our bodies are adaptation machines and how changing variations in our fitness routines will keep the body adapting. Would changing variables like time of day, location, amount of sleep, calories consumed per workout also have some sort of positive adaptation effect on the body? Sure. Definitely. Yeah. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. And the reason why the body all adapts variables. at all, the only reason why the body adapts at all is because it's trying to become better at something. Now, in order for your body to become better at something, it has to use resources. So that means calories or whatever. And uh, in order for that to be justified, the stimulus is probably a stress, right? So it's not going to, I mean, I can't sit here and think about building muscle and build muscle, or at least I don't know if, if that'll actually work at all, but probably not because I'm not stressing my body. My body's like, well, okay, you want more muscle but there's no reason to have more muscle. We're not getting stressed, so I'm not going to waste resources or whatever. Same thing with any type of an adaptation. It's usually a stress that's causing that change. So, Dr. Andy Galpin says it's so good when he talks about that you're you're either optimizing or you're adapting at all times, right? Yep, yep, yep. So would changing a variable like the time of day you work out, let's say you always work out at 4 p.m. in the day. like That's how you always work out. Do you think changing your workout to 7 a.m.? would be a little bit more difficult for you. Absolutely. Right? Probably. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to be an additional stress on the body, and your body's going to have to learn to be more resilient uh, at that new stress. Would, uh, you know, changing your sleep sometimes might even do that. This is why I've always said, I know we talk a lot about getting good sleep, but I bet you there's a benefit to 
stressing it every, every once in a while. Dude, this is how I use. This is exactly how I use. You know the quote unquote fasted cardio technique for bodybuilding. Like the way I looked at it was not that it made this huge difference or benefit by not eating and doing cardio. It was that I would do it an hour before I would normally be out of my bed. And it was tough. You know, I would like set my alarm an hour earlier than what I've been training myself to be up for the last year, two year, whatever. I'm going to do it again right now with us getting ready right now in the six weeks, the final two weeks, 100% what I will do is set my alarm for an hour earlier than when I'm used to getting up. I'll fucking drag my ass out of bed, not wanting to, throw a fucking hoodie on, go get over on the treadmill and just start moving and just start walking. Like, And I every time I was getting ready for a show, didn't even have to push that hard, but it's because it's so different from my body. My mm-hmm. body responds and it starts to change. So, But if I were to do that for months on end, for a long period of time, before long, my body just wouldn't mm-hmm. respond. Well, yeah, anymore. it has to be in- adapt. intentional. Right. You know, and, and like the, I think the trap a lot of people get in, um, you know, where you're, you're trying to figure out all these variables, like which one are really like competing signals. So like if I'm working on like endurance, but I'm also trying to strength train and um, it, it sort of like muddies up uh, the, the, the overall signals and what your body's trying to actually adapt towards. It'll get a little better at both, but it's not going to get a lot better at Which one. there's a place for that too, and I'm mm-hmm. not like completely shitting on that because I've definitely circuit trained and tried to also like strength train and, and go through this mm-hmm. uh, endurance type pace. But just know that ahead of time. Like, so this is this is a focus of mine. I have intent towards, um, you know, getting better at this and adapting towards yeah. this. So it's here's good. here's something I, that I want people to who are listening to understand. Okay, all stresses on the body do s- send a signal for your body to adapt to get better at dealing with that particular stress. That being said. All stresses take from the stress reservoir that you have. So if, imagine if you have this reservoir of you know of stress that you're capable of dealing with, and let's say it's at a hundred. Just because you're stressing from weight training doesn't that means you're taking from the same reservoir as the stress from lack of sleep, or the stress of working a lot, or the stress of changing your diet, or the stress of adding cardio, or the stress of a stressful work or life, you know, with your partner or whatever. Keep that in mind. So when you're trying to get the body to adapt in a particular way, consider all the other stresses that you're asking your body to adapt to because they all come from the same place. So if you're in a situation where your job just trained, uh, changed, excuse me, you just moved, you went through a crazy breakup or you're not getting good sleep, and then you're thinking, oh, this is a good time for me to fucking really change my workout and go after a new adaptation. Maybe not. Maybe not. It might be too much. Because all of those things take away from this pool or this reservoir of, you know, available cap- capacity for stress. This is very important well, thing to like, notice. It's like the difference of you trying to send a signal to the body to adapt versus it just to survive. Yeah. Right. Like you throw so much shit. It's like it'll do whatever it needs to just to survive. It'll start to prioritize. Right. Because you're throwing so much stress at it versus like just throwing the right amount of stress at it. So it starts to adapt and improve. Yeah. This is why like, you know, when when I've gone through the the most stressful times of my life, my workouts are totally not. I do not design my workouts or train the way. You're not pushing it. I'm not trying to build muscle, burn body fat, get stronger at all. it's, It's what I just went through. That's what I talked about. We talked about this on the show the other day. Like I wasn't not working out this whole time where I, 
you know, have fallen out of shape in comparison. You just weren't pushing it to like totally. Yeah, it was about health. It was just about getting in here and actually creating movement and squatting and trying to get my hormones Mm -hmm. back up. It had nothing to do. I knew that if I hammered my body in here and went beast mode to try and do it, it would just be, I'd go backwards. It wouldn't help me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so changing the time of day that you eat, uh, changing macros. I love doing this with clients all the time where I'll have them eat a higher carb diet or a lower carb diet. Of course, we can observe different changes in the body, but just kind of changing the the signals that we're sending to the body. Some This is also why, you know, when you're dieting or trying to get lean or even trying to gain muscle, uh, it's probably better to have, you know, rather than have the same calories every day, to, all, to, to, to have some days that are low and some days that are high. The body tends to try to adapt and you start to see you know, better change. So just kind of keep that in mind with, you know, what you're doing. But I do want to hammer home the message that no matter what stress you're putting on your body, consider all the other stresses that you're putting on your body. Consider all of them because they all pull from the same, you know, capacity to deal with stress and you can overcome it or you can overwhelm it, I should say, quite easily. Like I, I know people who are like, you know, my workouts aren't that hard, but I'm overtraining. It doesn't make any sense. It's because they're not considering all the other things that are happening right. in their the life. life stresses. Yeah. And then I'll usually ask them, well, you know, what's going on in your life? Oh, my job is really, really stressful. Well, it's probably why you're not able to, 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 to uh, you know, recover from your normal workout. It's yeah. probably going to scale back a little bit. Next up is Kohler Roman squat pad. Yay or nay? <laughs> no. Definitely. I almost it. never recommend a squat pad. So squat I, pads I were just- I think he actually called it a pussy pad. He I'm did, but we had to that. change that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit stupid. Um, you, you know- I know why they exist. They exist because the bar hurts some people's back. I, I used them as a young boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you didn't know how to hold hold the bar properly. Yeah. Yeah. and that so that's that to me that's the point right there. Aside mm. from we and we talked about this on YouTube a long time ago. We did a YouTube video uh, addressing this, but I don't know if I've ever seen anybody who has squatted with a squat pad actually squat with great mechanics. I don't know if I, like I'm thinking back right now of all mm. the all mm-hmm. the men and women that I've seen put a squat pad on. And most people that put a squat pad on, they they don't squat very well because they don't have good sound mechanics. Mm-hmm. Because if you know how to put the bar, right? If you have, if you don't have ma- major issues going on with like shoulder mobility, and you can actually retract the shoulders mm-hmm. and rest the bar back on your traps and your delt rear delts, I I think it's a very comfortable place for it to be. Now, if it's mm-hmm. really uncomfortable on you, you probably got something going on with your up your your posture with your mm-hmm. shoulders and your neck. And so your squat is probably already off as it is. So addressing mm-hmm. that, I think, is important. Now, someone may say, well, what if I have good positioning and I still prefer to use a squat pad? Is it okay to use? And I'll still say no. And here's why. When you use a squat pad, those things are typically about an inch in thickness all the way around, maybe more. Some of them I've seen are fucking huge pillows, okay? Yeah, yeah. That is raising, it's raising the bar off your back yeah, and changing. It's extending the lever. Yeah, and it's changing the, it's changing where the bar is being placed. So now you're right. squatting with kind of a higher bar type of a squat. I was just going to mention it. It always seems to me it looks like everybody uses that squat pad pretty high and it's pushing the head forward. And mm-hmm. so now the next compromise, you know, you're kind of protracting your shoulders. I don't think I've ever seen somebody with yeah. really good squat mechanics squat either. because they rest it up right below their neck. They get the, the forward head going. Then you add in the fact too, high bar squatting is already harder than lower mid bar squatting because you got to be able to sit upright, yeah. which not very, a lot of people. Very vertical. Yeah, not a lot of people have really good mechanics to get their chest up high and sit up tall and straight into a deep squat. So it, it's a it's a crutch for something that ends up I think 
yeah. causing more good than bad long term. If well, and I've uses. seen I've seen some people try to come up with products that like address you know a way to do it. Like, have you seen the the, the plastic plastic thing? Yeah. Yeah. That sort of like or the like manta molds. Ray. Yeah, manta ray molds on the on your back. I mean, as far as like options go, maybe that's like a better option than like the big foamy pad. But still, it's a fixed. Yeah, you know, it doesn't really allow for your body to really kind of get into position that, no, that's the, ideal for you. The, I've used the manta ray. The problem with the manta ray is it's it's molded for the average person. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So yeah. if you're small or big or whatever, and it also places the bar kind of high on mm -hmm. the back. It's kind of a high bar squat, which like Adam said, here's the thing about squats, okay? If you do them right with good form and good biomechanics, it's extremely safe. Squatting is a very safe movement. We were born to squat. It's a foundational, functional movement of the human body. That being said, it's also simultaneously an exercise where if your form is off by a little, yeah. if you have a little bit of dysfunction, it goes from safe to dangerous. Yeah. So there's, mm -hmm. there's not a lot of exercises are like that. Like you could do a curl and if your form's a little off, it's not dangerous. You could do a tricep extension. You could do a row even. You could do a lot of different movements where your form is a little off and it's not a dangerous exercise. It's just not ideal. A squat, there's a line, literally a line between very safe and not safe. Mm -hmm. And that is... Uh, Which that, is what scares a lot of people from doing it. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. this is why... And wearing a, pa a squat pad is only going to make you... It's unsafe. Right. So I think the... So that that's, again, going back to, you know, could could somebody in this room throw a squat pad on and squat completely fine? Absolutely. It's not like... It's not the end of the world to do that. It's just, I think I would address why it wasn't comfortable. Why is mm -hmm. it not comfortable on my back? There's a good, there's yeah. a good chance the reason why it's not comfortable on your back is because you can't get in the correct position to rest it yep. yeah. on your back correctly so instead of just throwing a pad on there and moving on and just squatting maybe look into addressing whatever that is you also it also encourages because here's a here's something that's very important about barbell squats if you hold it right and you have a good position it's not going to fall down your back it sits nice on a nice position i know guys that have such good form that they could literally squeeze their shoulder back not hold the bar with their hands and the bar doesn't move throughout the whole squat, right? Because yeah. it's sitting on something. Mm -hmm. The pad encourages the bar to roll down your back. Yep. That's fucking bad, especially when you have your hands on the bar. And I've seen this before where people have tweaked their shoulder because uh, the bar down. starts to slide down or roll down their back. They're trying to hold it with their hands. And typically you can squat a weight that's heavier than you can hold with your hands behind your back, at least in that position. It's actually dangerous. I would say a squat pad is going to increase your risk of injury not to mention encourage bio, you know, biomechanics that are not favorable, which is why I never look. Here's I don't see too many of them though. Do you guys mm. see that many of them? It was yeah. It feels like a fad for a minute. Like it did. Oh, like, because nobody squatted before. It's so yeah, it's a nice little pillow. Like no. it, yeah, it feels better. And yeah. I know I have had people tell me like, oh, you need to have a lot of muscle on your back to hold the back right, uh, the pad, the the bar right. Otherwise, it hurts. And I don't have a lot of, especially women. I don't have a lot of muscle, so it hurts. Not true. No. Not true at all. I've Just had to retract your shoulders more. I've had seventy-year-old women put a bar on their back and do squats. I've had, and these women did not have that much muscle. Yeah. I just got them to the point of being able to position their body right and you know have the right biomechanics. And we went really light, of course, but the bar sitting perfectly on the back. I sure I have more muscle than the average person, but I don't have a shit ton of muscle. I have I'm fine with I could put I can't squat over 500 pounds, but I could rest 500 pounds on my back. It's not going to hurt yeah. because of the positioning. I could probably rest more than that if I could support it. Right, so. Your positioning is everything, or at least a major part, I should say, of your ability to squat. And a pad 
it discourages proper positioning. Well, it it's is a- part. It's part of this weird thing for me. Like when people, like I used to train like some clients that wanted them to invent a pad on on uh, the kettlebell because it just rested on their arm, and it would leave a little mark sometimes, you know. And it's like, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you're gonna build callus. You're gonna build these things. Your body's gonna naturally produce to deal with it. Like. Be fucking tough. <laughs> Fuck. You know, that's a lost art. You know, like get rid of the fucking pads. Yeah. It's this working whole, out. This whole movement to make it working out comfortable is it's stupid. It's weird. Oh, it's strange. I, I, you know what? I was moving and stuff, right? So I've been going, I have went through a bunch of books. I meant to bring this. It's the the science of bodybuilding. God, it's like a 1970. Oh, no way. Yeah, it's a great book. I oh. started reading it. I, 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 Bro, there are gems of knowledge. Yes, dude. Just on this topic alone, he's just talking about, they were talking about, this is like when Nautilus machines were really coming in and he's kind of t- knocking them just you know, we've we tried to make everything so convenient and nice. And sure, it's nice for certain things, but because of it, now everyone is gravitating towards it and we're losing out on these these great movements that have carried us through this much time of, of lifting and building the body. It's that, one of the reasons why this whole, like, I got to be comfortable while I'm working out. Like... It's almost like you're missing you're missing the the whole purpose behind the workout. The workout's supposed to be a little uncomfortable. That's what you get your body to change. Yeah. For fuck's sake. So I know. it's impossible to be perfectly comfortable while you're working out. And if I could invent that, I'd be the richest man in the world, but it just doesn't work that way. It's one of the reasons why I sometimes enjoy working out even when it's too hot or too cold. Yeah. It's that whole like it's I'm uncomfortable right now, but I like this is good. I enjoy doing it. Sometimes you guys ever work out when it's fucking freezing outside? Yeah. You ever do an outdoor freezing? Those are some of the best workouts, yeah. you know. So, yeah, the whole comfort thing is kind of it's kind of hilarious to me. We see these machines with all I, these massive pads and it, pulleys, and you no. know, just move one joint. You're never going to sell me on it. Yeah, yeah. drop drop the pads. Next question is: Lewis lifts a little. <laughs> like with that. some economists predicting another economic crisis in the near future, what would you guys do to prepare or minimize its effect on you and your families? Also, how would this affect personal trainers, and what should we do to make it through the hard times? So I agree and disagree yeah. with the. You must the, have listened to Peter Schiff. Well, I, I do. I do believe that, and we're seeing it right now. So if you talk to any like real estate people that are that are selling homes and stuff right now, especially in California, it's funny we're saying this because we literally just had a report that GDP was over four percent growth, which is the first time in like a while, right? So. I think that we're we're going to see the houses level out a little bit. I think that if you're like, so I'm in, this is very like, I'm in this wheelhouse right now because of the fact that we're considering buying right now. And I am really torn. I'm really torn on, you know, locking up uh, a bunch of my money into a, you know, fucking $1.5 million home. Like that's a, it's a lot of money to tie up into one piece of property that I could potentially do invest or also potentially sit on and continue saving until we potentially have another slight recession and then buy when things are a lot cheaper. So I'm kind of going back and uh, forth on this right now. I don't think we're going to see what we saw in, you know, what was it? Oh, 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 eight. Yeah. Oh, six, oh, eight at a time where we, that was, that was probably one of the worst things that we'll ever see, and that I don't think we'll really? ever. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see something nowhere near like that. I think it's going to be a lot worse. Oh yeah. no, I've yeah. heard that from most. No, 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 no. I no, think no. it's going to be no, a lot, no, no. a lot worse. You know why? Yeah. Because a lot of the mistakes that we made. Here's the thing. Here's why 2000. Here's what happened in 2008 
or what we did do what we did that kicked the can down the road what did we see massive bailouts. bank bailouts yeah. debt increased and all the bad assets and bad investment didn't get cuz you have to let the market sort itself out and get rid of these bad investments and bad yeah, assets. They got rewarded for it. They got rewarded and they pumped them up. In, in interest rates got hammered down even more because the central, you know, central bank tries to tries to, which is doesn't work that way, but they try to prevent, you know, bubbles and, and stuff like that. And but what they end up doing is they end up dropping interest rate, creating more fake money or whatever. And so we're gonna have a correction and this time we're going to be left without any solutions. Like we're going to have to let the market well, we're going to have sort a, itself we're out. We're going to have a correction, but I don't think we're going to have anything near what we had back then. And the reason why that is is because of what they did with the loans, dude. Nothing that we had never not since the fucking Great Depression that we'd seen something like that. And that was the one of the biggest fucking scandals of our time, of our lifetime that we have ever seen. And it is incredibly difficult now for someone to go get a loan for a house. Like your credit has to be on point. Most people have to come with at least 10 to 20% down. Like dude, just 10 years, 15 years ago, you could put no paper documents. You could buy two, three houses and make 50 yeah. grand a year. Yeah. Like that's and, insane. And people need to understand why that happened. It wasn't because banks are greedy. It was because banks knew that they would get bailed out. Right. Yeah. So it's like going to Vegas with 10 grand, knowing if you lose it all, you're going to get it. And that's exactly what happened. The bank's, Lost all that money, and then they got it all back Reimbursed through it. through us, right? Yeah. Through so our taxes. I, I, but that's not the only bubble. No, it's not. The school one is a big one that we massive. We, the school one is a big one that we're going to see. So I definitely believe we have. And the average American gonna, has got like ten grand we, in debt. I think we have another credit card debt. I think we have another four or five years, at least where we're at, right? Because obviously, yeah. different parts of the country are different, right? As far as what how, how they'll be in, impacted. I don't think the Bay Area is going to be hit that hard. I think with Google and a lot of these and Facebook and Apple, the amount of jobs that they're pushing and building right now. I mean, there's uh, like Katrina has, you know, the next four years is booked out for jobs, multi-million dollar jobs of concrete and buildings and things that are going up. So I don't think that's, I don't think that happens why we're, so we're not going to hit a recession like we hit in 2008, in my opinion, I do think the market will correct itself. And I think housing, I don't think it's possible to have a average income of 70 something thousand dollars while the average house is $1.2 million. Yeah. It just doesn't mathematically add up. Nobody who makes that kind of money can afford those houses. So it will correct itself and level out and maybe dip a little bit. So the way I look at it is this, and this is what I tell Katrina is like, we won't buy a house or a property that we're not comfortable with either one having for a minimum of 10 to 15 years or that we plan to keep forever. So that's kind of how so I ride the storm. Yeah, because yeah. In, in, in if you look at real estate over the course of the last hundred years and you look at it in blocks of 20 years, it's always a smart buy. Always. Because even like even if this is the peak right now and it crashes and we, yeah, you give it 20, 30 years. You give it, you give it 15, 20 years, and it will be back up above that again. So as, as long as you can hold whatever you're doing, then, and you have the kind of money and capital to sustain a, a potential recession. So that's where we're at is like, okay, we're going to put a very heavy down payment on a, on a property that if we were to do this like that, that if I do lose two, $300,000 in equity, you know, in the next three to five years, I'm not shitting myself and freaking out because I've got more of that down. Here's what we need to remember because we forget. We always forget when some shit goes down 
in 2000 before 2008 2007 looked incredible they had projected houses being built commercial real estate was being put all over the place people uh, businesses were exploding you literally had uh, interviews with some of the top economists and they were saying no everything's you know fucking it's awesome the stock market's exploding you know real estate's growing everything's looking good there's no signs of any type of a whatever then 2008 came and exploded, you know, everything. So we got to remember that because we can definitely get ourselves into a situation. Here's the deal. This is the way I look at it. Do we have a shit ton of debt that's out there right now? Are there bubbles? And uh, are people people spending their money a little wiser? And the answers to those are, yes, there's a lot of debt out there. The average American has got like something like $10,000 in credit card debt alone. School loans are ridiculous. Those start to default. We'll see what happens. And they will. They're going to start to default at some point. Um, and then, you know, uh, I forgot what the last one was. But it's, it, it's a, here's a thing that's kind of saved us a little bit is the, uh, the incredible power, the decentralizing power of technology. Most of the jobs and shit that have been added since 2008 are these, what do they call the gig economy jobs? Mm-hmm. You know, Uber and Airbnb and all these businesses and stuff where, where it's super decentralized and Shit's getting so efficient because of technology that it's kind of saving us a little bit. So what I think is going to happen is we're going to see a big fucking shakedown, huge fucking shakedown, and you're going to see even further decentralization as big pillars of the economy, big old pillars, crumble and, and, and never kind of come back again. The way I would protect myself is two different ways. Number one, have some liquid cash. That's always a good. And then also hold on to something that historically or have some some asset that historically has, has held its value, value which yeah. would be gold, gold silver yeah like silver or you know uh blockchain like yeah. bitcoin and stuff like that potentially could be well there's more really, options now and it's yeah. really just about not putting all your eggs in one basket i mean that's just like a smart thing to do like with, with some in real estate some in well that's like how i yeah. i feel like as i've gotten older like that so and i was just actually talking about this last night it's funny we we answered a question like this um with my buddy financial advisor buddy and i was like man i wish you know i i knew what i knew now uh when i was in my mid-20s because when i was about 25 i had about $300,000 in equity in my house. I had a decent chunk of change. I had my 401k. I was I thought I was on living the life. I thought everything was so great and so I was spending and doing things like I was. And then I literally watched it completely turn and crash and then be the opposite to where my house was 100 grand upside down. And I remember being like motherfucker like if I if I would have just foreseen like cuz at, at that point I was so young and everybody was high-fiving and buying more houses and buying more houses. I was looking to do mm-hmm. get my second house at that time. And I remember like not being wise enough that it's only a matter of time that it will come it will come back down. It always does, right? It always mm-hmm. comes back to the other direction. It's just a matter of how much. And it just so happens to be that when I was out living the life was a time that it came back down the hardest it ever has in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe it's going to be there again, although I will be pre- I am prepared for it now. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... I have, I have my money market savings account. I've got my 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 checking account. Then I have a regular savings account. I have my yeah. The liquid is important. I have the stock market crashes. Right, and assets I, lose value. And, and then I have and then yeah. I have stock. And then I also the dollar have loses value. Bitcoin. And then we're looking at real estate right now. Yeah. So the way I and then I, you know I won't overextend myself on anything. So 
you know, this is just the wiser me now, and I'm in a better place financially I am today than I ever was as a 25-year-old kid because I learned from that mistake, mm-hmm. you know, now going forward. So I think the way you protect yourself is you diversify. You you don't put all your eggs in one basket. I wouldn't heavily invest in Bitcoin. I wouldn't heavily invest in the stock market, and I wouldn't put it like what I'm talking about right now, which is put all of my money into one big expensive place. Yeah. So that's where we're back and forth on. Yeah. Oh, do we get like one and investment? Be willing to just sit on it, you right? Know, and let that you know weather you through all that yeah. kind of stuff. But as far as like the personal training goes, I know that like when that recession hit. I was actually running a boot camp. I know like, a lot of people are freaking out. Like nobody's going to buy personal training again. Like where are we going to get business from? Like this, like you just you really have to be comfortable with the fact that uh, you have to be flexible and you have to understand that. Well, now I have to I have to evolve. I have to like mm-hmm. provide something new, something that's going to stand out. Like there's always opportunity in those situations to actually make money. Hundred well, percent. There's there were lots of businesses that made a lot of money because of the the, the downturn in 2008. Like dollar store businesses exploded. Yeah. In 2008, because obviously they have inexpensive yeah walmart you know, had product. walmart had one of its biggest years yeah right so uh, so be adaptable as a personal yes. trainer so if you're a personal trainer and you're training one-on-one clients that's a high-end low volume business the economy crashes or or goes down quite a bit well, you're not going to get as many people spending a lot of money on personal training boot camps well, let, group yeah, classes group, group training. Yep. statistically speaking personal training is is an incredible career to be getting into over the last 10 years and right now it's sure. it's it's been on the rise it's continuing to grow last 20 years now what i what i know i saw back you know 6 7 years ago and a lot of what i think what connected all of us in this room together was that it i saw that the fitness space needed to evolve and change or i needed to evolve and change within it and look at what we do right now like so it's here's the downfall of getting into training right now is during hard times is that it's, it's still a great job it's extremely competitive and so back in the days maybe you could be the one one or one of the five trainers in a gym and it was really easy to pick up clients because you're one of the five trainers where that doesn't exist anymore there's so many so it's a very competitive market mm-hmm. which is now forces us to level up and what we've done now which you know this is a, a business that we I felt like we had to do with the current state of of being a personal trainer. And it did we did have to sacrifice not making a lot of money at the beginning. We do provide a ton of free content, but that's just it. We're in this we're in a Uber Uber world now where everything is way cheaper and easier and and a lot of trainers were still hiding their information behind paid walls. And that's silly mm-hmm. because it's too easy to, and too it too easy and accessible to get free information now on Google and YouTube and podcasting, and so the the real mission was for us to be able to out to out produce content that is more valuable than what was being paid for out there right now. And then once we had done that, we would obtain the audience. Mm-hmm. And now with the audience, now we have lots of opportunities to monetize and make and grow and scale. But we had to first take that sacrifice of, you know, putting working our asses off to put all that information out there to gather the audience. And so I believe as a trainer, you're in a you're in that time right now. You're in a time right now where it is an awesome time to be a trainer because I think that the industry is still growing, and I still think and and we're in a health crisis. Everyone's getting sicker and fatter, and so absolutely there is a need for you. But there's also a lot more of you, and so it's competitive. Mm-hmm. So you can't just do what everybody else is doing and you can't just follow this follow suit and i think 
we saw that. We saw so many trainers all mimicking each other, and you still see it. I still see it with all these mastermind groups. Yep. They're all fucking teaching each other to do the same shit, and it's just a hustle, and it's like, that shit might make you a little bit of money right now, but long the long game, it ain't the long game at all. So, yeah, I think if you're going to be a trainer, you've got to be a forward thinker and and seeing like the, the writing on the wall when it comes to content and free information and you've got to be providing that yeah, because be adaptable you know, and learn how to work for yourself here's another one like if you're working for a, a big expensive gym and you're a personal trainer training you know high-end clients like prepare your like be, be able to adapt and also side you know bring in some side income from running some stuff on your own or be prepared to have to do that entirely and just be adaptable. The businesses that can move, that are nimble, and that are not afraid to adapt are the ones that survive. The ones that are afraid to adapt or are so tied to their own you know, self-belief that they're going to, no, we've always succeeded. This is the way it is. You know, you're going to go the way of Blockbuster. You know, you're going to go the way of some of these businesses that just, just they just were too, their egos were too big for them to recognize crushed. that the change is coming. And that they, you, you just got to adapt. I mean, do you think if you went back and do you think if Blockbuster go back, could go back in time that they'd still be out of business? Of course not. They'd go back in time, be, see the writing on the wall, be like, hey guys, we need to sell these assets off. We need to be smart, whatever. At the time, it might have looked like, oh my God, Blockbuster's laying off all these people because they're changing directions, but they would still exist. Right. You know, whereas today they're, they're gone. So you just have to adapt. I think health and fitness will always exist um, in some way, shape, or form. Um, but, uh, you may not be able to do if shit goes really fucking sideways. I don't think you're going to be doing, you know, hundred dollars a session, personal training. You might do these big group classes or That's something what, like that. that. To me, that, that is what I thought was on its way out. Not that there, there will always be well, the rich and famous. I was going to say, I could play devil's advocate to that because I actually increased my rate substantially. Yeah, but you're, reception. again, you're, you're, you're talking about you're, the you're, one You're Justin Andrews. One, you're also the one, one <laughs> yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, but that, but that's that we have to think in those terms. Sure. It's like, how can I uh, survive? There's somebody out there that has money. How can I get their attention? Right. And sure, so you sure. just have to think differently. Now, did you, did, did you also hedge your bets though? And also do boot camps and stuff? Yes. On the there yes, you go. There you go. See, that's, that's. That's, yeah, a, that's a very smart strategy because I've always told trainers this myself. I've always told them, look, you got the low volume, high dollar, and you've got the high volume, low dollar. Probably if you want to be safe or whatever and have a nice mix, it's smart to do both. They both feed each other. You might have clients in the high dollar, low volume that eventually are like, oh, I can't afford this anymore. Mm -hmm. Cool. Go to my boot camp. Then you have some boot camp people that are like, oh, I want more personal training or more one-on-one. -on -one. Cool. Come hire me as a personal trainer. If the economy explodes and people have lots of money, cool. You've got if, the expensive one. If it shit goes down, you've got the less expensive one. Right. So you've got that kind of nice buffer. No, I think it's a, I think yeah. it's beautiful. If I was a trainer right now, I would have uh, I would be doing high ticket clients only. So the only ones I was training in actual person, I would be charging top dollar for those people, which I wouldn't expect to have hundreds of those clients. You just need a handful of those sure. clients that are our top dollar. You need like ten. I would be running some sort of a class, whether mm -hmm. it be a corrective stretch type of a Eldoa type of class, you know, like it's spin on a, like, I like the idea of boot camps. I just don't like boot camps. I right, right, right. I, I like, group, I've, I use, I always use them as feeders. I always use group training as a feeder to my personal training. Right. So, and then, on, and then on top of that, with the world that we live in now with social media is I would hundred percent have some sort of a virtual business, whether it be virtual coaching, virtual programs. Oh my God, if you don't have that, you're right. You programs, virtual coaching, and then, and then classes and then high end one-on-one. -on -one, 
you could have a very sustained. And what's nice about that, it, it allow it gives you the full spectrum, right? So if mm-hmm. I have somebody who just she can't even they can't even afford one hundred and fifty to two hundred fifty dollars a month for boot camp or for court for cl- classes. They can only afford fifty or a hundred something dollars for some sort of a virtual. Yeah, so you have a drop down option. Yeah, you've got to drop all the way down to the virtual virtual thing, which is obviously the the least valuable because you don't actually see the person in mm-hmm. in person and help them and be able to correct them or whatever. So that's your bottom drop for almost everybody. And then you've got a group class setting where people that want the one on one attention but can't quite afford your hundred and fifty to two hundred something dollars an hour, so they're not. They're not going to be able to pay that, so they take the class. And then you have your, like you said, Sal, you use that as a feeder Mm because sometimes you're going to capture some of those people. They're going to be like, hey, I want more one-on-one attention. I obviously have all these issues you keep pointing out to me in class. Can I see you privately? And so they all feed each other. And then Mm -hmm. when the people, you're really, really high-end people, you correct all their issues, you fix them, Mm -hmm. you get them in great shape. You either set them down in your your group classes and you keep them in, or you drop them all the way down to a virtual and you Mm -hmm. stay on top of them. That's exactly what I did. Right, and you just service the fuck out of your people and you'll make it through this time The people that won't make it are the ones that are just so stuck in the way that they do things. Yeah. Like, no, this is how I've always done things. Those are the ones that are. Yeah, I would never risk. just want. I would j- never, not now, not in the time we have now. I would never just be one. I wouldn't just be running camps and trying just to scale camps. I wouldn't be That's just not smart doing private. Trying well, to scale. knowing what we know now about internet, you know, marketing or just providing value through you know new media. God, I think every personal trainer should have should create some free, highly valuable guides, which are kind of like short books. They should figure out a way to capture emails and they should provide a valuable newsletter or something to these people every single week or month or whatever and grow that list. And then you have this captive audience that you can pull from, but you're also providing a lot of value. That didn't happen 10 years ago. Nobody did it. Today, I think in 10 years from now, you have to do it. Today, it's an advantage. In 10 years, you're going to have to do something like that. Oh yeah. yeah, again, it's we're in the the Uber world now. They're create we're creating the demand for that. You have to do that in order mm-hmm. to keep up. Yep. So, it's still speaking cute. of guides, we have a bunch of free ones ourselves. If you go to mindpumpfree.com, you can pick a guide that suits your needs. So we have some for like building your legs, guide for building the chest, guide for fat loss, for how to do high intensity interval training. They cost nothing at all. They're absolutely free. Just go to mindpumpfree.com. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.